0: That's the important part. I think the other important part is that, amazingly, this might be the first time that Shane has prepared for doing one of these. What are you trying to say? I saw this time you watched the movies. I'm very impressed, Shane.
1: Well, I really, yeah, well, I really got into what I was watching earlier. So, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> as in, I really fucking got into what I was watching earlier. So that was really cool. Nice. Yeah.
0: All right, let me see if I got my other shit on here. All right, you guys ready? Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, let's start recording the backup then. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. Alright everybody, welcome to All You Need Is Blood, episode number five, the official podcast of Upcoming horror movies.com. I'm your host Ryan, and joining me again are my two co-hosts. Mike Whittemore and Shane Smith, boys, how are we doing today?
2: I'm alright. I'm here.
0: Yes. Uh. (laughs) Excitement from both ends, and and Mike. What the? Uh oh. Did we? Were you? Uh oh. Oh, I thought I thought you just cut away. (laughs) Oh no, I'm I'm just tired today. Oh okay. So on the podcast, we like to discuss horror movies, uh, talk shit to each other, various other nonsenses, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. If you want to get a hold of us, you can hit us up on our Gmail. All you need is bloodpod at gmail.com, which reminds me, I should open my email because I think there was an email I wanted to read. (laughs) Oh my God. Very prepared today, boys. Shit, that's my personal email, not the podcast email. <laughs> what are you doing? Off to a bad start. Off to a bad start. Let's change this up. There we go. All right. So, uh, if you want to see us on our Facebook group, all you need is blood. The Instagram account, all you need is blood podcast. And you can listen to us on, and I always say iTunes, it's not supposed to be iTunes, it's supposed to be Apple Podcasts, so listen to us on that.
2: Whatever, it's iTunes.
0: (laughs) It's iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, just type in, all you need is blood, subscribe, like, comment, and do all that nonsense. So, boys, oh god, what have (sighs) we been up (laughs) to?
1: Fucking get in, Mike is in the room.
0: Oh, you broke me. You fucking broke
1: me. That was epic, Mike. That was fucking epic. More I, to
0: I thought I would, like, just pause for a second and regather my thoughts, and you just fucking smashed right through them. <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> so, so uh, what have we been up to recently, Mike? Anything good you've been getting into? Uh,
2: Well, I tried to... I attempted... I guess I'm still attempting to play Final Fantasy X. And I gotta say,
0: I can't get into it.
2: Have you played this, Ryan?
0: Uh, let me see. Uh, ten. Uh, which one's
2: ten? The one with the really shitty main character, Titus.
0: Oh, okay. No, I never played it. I watched a roommate of mine in college play it for a while, and I was like, I hate this.
2: Yeah, yeah. Val loves it. And her dad loves it. And everybody she talks to loves it. Everyone I've read about loves it. But I can't stand the lead character Titus. He's yeah. like the worst. Um I like the gameplay and everything, but I think that really supernatural not supernatural, but like like uh that just the plot doesn't really interest me, I guess. Yep. Like they're talking about like, you know, like just I don't know. I can't explain it. It's just it's just not for me. I don't know why. And I really like turn based RPGs, but I couldn't get into that one. You know you know what um, I
0: found and it, it's taken me a while in my time. As, like, an adult, if you don't like something, you don't have to play it.
2: Yeah, I'm still trying to get through that. Like, everyone claims how good The Witcher 3 is, and I I tried it, and I just thought the controls were garbage.
0: Uh, Kind of the same thing, Mike. I started it twice, and then I was just like, I I just don't have time to get into this, like...
2: Yeah, that's another thing, too. Like, Borderlands comes out next month, and I'm, like, I'm trying to, like, chug through Final Fantasy, and I'm like... I'm only like six hours into it. I'm really short and I'm just sitting here. I'm like, do I have time to actually beat this before borderlands? And I, I don't, I, I can only game like twice a week. if yep. that. And, uh, I don't know. I, I played that other game. zoo. Have you Ab- heard of it? Zoo. No,
0: I don't know. It's, that it's
2: like an indie game where you're swimming and, uh, it's, it's a really nice, like relaxing game. I, uh, you just like kinda of discover animals underwater. It's like three hours long. I beat it in one sitting. It was it was cool. Um and then uh Val bought me Tetris Effect mm-hmm. and for PlayStation and I that game is badass. I was always a huge Tetris fan growing up, and uh Tetris Effect has like this great music, it has really cool uh different levels to it. It's really relaxing even though it's infuriating to play because <laughs> it's Tetris. But uh, that game was a lot of fun. Uh, I've been trying to game more. Um, I've been doing like 50 hours a week of work for the past like two months now. And it's just been a lot. So I've been trying to game when I can. Um, yeah, you, you
0: don't get really tired of that until you're, like, five or six years in of that, like, 50, 60-hour schedule.
2: Yeah, man. It's it's getting rough. Like, I just did seven. Today was my seventh day in a row. And I get tomorrow off. And then it's going to be, like, another six days in a row. And,
0: Oof.
2: yeah. And I've been, I've been trying to listen to, like, new music and everything. Kind of, like, pump myself back up. And I've been... Th- Some good stuff actually has come out recently.
0: Uh, Killswitch Engage actually put out a really good album. I was surprised. I heard bad things. My brother said he didn't like it, and he's a huge Killswitch guy.
2: Oh, wow. I haven't listened to Killswitch in a couple albums, actually, and I listened to this, and I I enjoy it. Um, I haven't listened to Killswitch in many years, but I I thought that was really good. Um, The new Slipknot came out, which I couldn't get into, and everyone's saying (laughs) that it's
0: so good and great. That's that's funny because he said Slipknot he loved and kills yeah. which he hated. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's weird. I've not listened to it either.
0: I've been yeah, meaning it's... to listen to the Slipknot one. I added it to my Spotify and I haven't made it the whole way through. i got to go back.
2: I don't know. I'm, I'm more into the, the older style Slipknot. But other other bands came out with some good stuff too. Um, Devourment came out with a really good album. Uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard has a, <laughs> has a uh, really good album out. Uh, Shadow of Intent, Lord Gore, uh, I know I'm missing around, Sacred Rite came out with another album, which is not, like, the thrash metal I was expecting, expecting, because back in the 80s and very, very, very early 90s, they came out with some really solid thrash metal, and they kind of went a more hard rock feel, and they, this is, like, their first album in, like, 20-something years, and it's, it's, it's pretty good, it's pretty decent, um, yeah, but other than that, I've been working. School started back up, and I I'm, the suicide thing's still now back in my head because this is just overwhelming.
0: <laughs> the suicide thing, Jesus, that's hey. a dark turn. Yeah, well, whatever. So, how about you, Shane? How you been doing recently?
1: Um, not too bad actually. Um just been spending a lot of time with my niece she's heavily pregnant and um about to pop any day um which has been kind of entertaining i've been uh seeing friends getting out and about and stuff listening well not really listening to much in the way of new music apart from the uh tracks that i've heard from the new tool album um
2: oh man
1: yeah it's uh i mean i'm a fan of tool i do love tool but I've got to say, <clears throat> I'm not overly holding out much hope for the new album. I've those heard- Tool fans, those hardcore
2: Tool fans are so fucking pretentious. It's yes. unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I know.
2: I, and the, sorry to sidetrack you, but I saw a comment on YouTube where some kid is like going through and he's showing the, the Tool CD because inside the CD comes with speakers, a place you could hook it up to like a... a it has like a, a cable... Like an aux cable, I think, and it comes with a screen and it shows shit. It's obnoxious. And like a kid's like playing with it and he's like kind of doing an unboxing. And someone actually had the balls to say, Careful, son. Uh, Mishandling that is like uh, mishandling the Mona Lisa. I'm like, You're a fucking idiot. And like, all, like, most tool fans that I've seen are like that. I just, ah, all right, go on. I'm uh, sorry. uh,
1: Right, I pre-ordered, right, this is quite funny actually, I pre-ordered the album because I've been wanting this, I've been wanting to hear this for, a, well, it's been 13 years since the last album, and I pre-ordered it, the money came out of my account, and when I looked, I was like, hang on, seventy four ninety nine? dollars 99 Hold on a fucking minute, and when I looked into it, because I just saw the link, and I was like, ooh, download, uh pre-order the the uh, new tool album now. So I clicked on it, pre-ordered it. And then obviously it came it comes with all the gubbins. So you've got like the fucking the wallet, the screen, the fucking USB cable, the charger port and fucking the C D and whatever else it comes with it. And I looked at it and I thought, hang on a minute, is it really worth seventy four ninety nine? Then cancelled my pre order. Um so I'm just gonna wait. But ironically enough, just before we went on or we started recording, I got a message from somebody who sent me a leak a leak. A link for the leak of the new Yeah,
2: my, my cousin's listening
1: to that. Yeah, so I'll give that a listen later. Ugh. But um yeah, I mean, it's seven tracks, it's 79 minutes. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's tall, though. That's what they fucking do, isn't it? Epic tracks and...
2: I mean, yeah. are you going to... I mean, epic tracks or a little... <laughs> let's let's you know, be honest here. They're a little snooze-worthy at times. Yeah,
1: dude, I don't mean it like that. I meant is in the sense they do like to do epic tracks that are fucking longer than usual. You know, 15-minute epics and all that kind of shit. and kill the room dead yay um but it's just uh i mean i've been looking forward to it but i actually cancelled my pre-order and got my money back nice and i'm gonna wait until they actually release a proper cd of it because rumor has it it's like going straight to digital and there's only going to be limited amounts of cds of course available. but um we'll see what happens But if it does come out on CB, I'll pick it up because I've got everything else. Hmm. Um, But yeah, other than that, um, I've been buying some Blu-rays, more vinyl, which I still blame you for, Mike, you know, just for the record. Um, (laughs) I I found
2: that uh, Bloody Kisses album. You did? Yeah, I found it. We Val and I were going to Michigan. We stopped in Indiana because they have a really good disc replay there. And I found they had Bloody Kisses they are limited to 2000 I was like, what the fuck? It was like 30 bucks, but I don't care. It was Bloody Kisses. Did hmm. you pick it up? Oh, yeah, I bought it. Good, cool. Um, you,
1: you know, what, Mike, uh, you,
0: you also ruined my buddy Miles uh, because he started now collecting vinyl. And I believe that is also your fault, too. <laughs> It's so worth it. The
2: artwork is so badass. He's, he
0: goes around, he's like, we went to one place, uh, we were at the uh, Scares of Care convention a couple of weeks ago, and he's walking around, he goes, oh my god, they have wax works here, and he's just, like, drooling, and I'm like, oh my god, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, come ruined. on. I've I'd, I'd done exactly the same thing. I'll be like, wax, still yep. I'll be like, oh dear, I appear to have spent all my money on this little pile of vinyl. Because, <laughs> I mean, just recently, I picked up um, the Beetlejuice soundtrack, um, which is a nice like mottled white vinyl with like multiple
0: Who Who is oh. that? Denny Elfman.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, I picked up the Krampus soundtrack as well.
0: Oh, that's
2: cool. It's a
1: double picture disc. It's fucking gorgeous. Um, I got. I picked up myself a copy of Evil Dead Two.
2: Yeah, I found that too. I found the Evil Dead Two uh, uh, Waxwork a couple of weeks ago. What cu- What
1: variant did you get?
2: I got yellow.
1: You I got the yellow.
2: The one. One. I th- yeah, the and
0: one I have. I think I have that one.
1: It's yeah,
2: like yeah, I got the yellow. It was used, and but yeah. it still came with everything in it, like the insert and everything.
1: Yeah, and I got the multicolored ash one. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Blue, yellow, red, and brown one. So that was pretty cool. Um, what else did I pick up? Shit, do you know I can't remember what other fucking soundtrack stuff I picked up. But um, no, I bought a lot of vinyl, picked up some Pearl Jam, got some Nine Inch Nails. I'm literally two vinyls away from completing the Nine Inch Nails collection on vinyl, which I'm just kind of geeking out about right now. Um, <laughs> So, being a hardcore 9 inch nails fan, and you know, I just got to have everything, all the early stuff. I picked up the vinyl of Broken, um, the EP from 1992, and it comes with an additional 7 inch, which has got the two bonus tracks that were featured on the cassette and the CD. So, it's like tracks 98 and 99 that are on the CD, they're on the 7 inch vinyl. Um, Oh, yeah, I picked up Stranger Things season 3 on um, double clear green vinyl and it comes with the seven inch of the never-ending story as sung by the two kids in the <laughs> program and, <laughs> that's uh, cool. yeah and because uh, it was what well, it was 27.99 and i thought well that's a bit expe- excessive for what it is because they have the standard edition for 21.99 and I actually queried it. Why is this so much more expensive? Oh, it's because it's coloured vinyl and it's got an extra 7-inch one. But the other one's got an extra 7-inch. And that hasn't got coloured vinyl. And, uh, you know, I just paid for it and just left. Because I was like, fuck it, I'm not in the mood for arguing. I just want vinyl. Um, so, yeah, I got some of those. Bought a load of CDs. Um, been listening to The Cult a lot recently. For some reason, I've just been really getting into the early stuff. Nice. Yeah, so listening to Love Removal Machine, Little Devil, and She sells. Oh
0: god, I love Removal Machine every time that comes on. I'm like, all right, I gotta turn this one up. I love that yeah. song.
1: Likewise, you know, it's just uh it's just a fucking epic tune. And because I was old enough to, I was, I'm old enough to remember when it came out the first time. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's. Do you know what's really scary? Because that was 34 years ago. Wow. Yeah. I know. Fucking shocking. But yeah, um, that's about it, really. Not much else has been going on. I can't think of anything else.
0: Yeah, Speaking of old uh, old British punk stuff, I was just watching, um, I I don't know why I got back into it, but I did, Uh, the TV show uh, Legends of Tomorrow. It's a superhero ah. show. Yeah and it's like usually it's like it's like super goofy and terrible but this particular season season 4 has uh Matt Ryan playing John Constantine again. Yeah. So he's he's on the whole season and they're traveling through time fighting like supernatural monsters that have popped up throughout time and it's like it's hilarious like they have to fight like an evil unicorn at Woodstock uh fairy godmother at uh at um what is it like uh yeah with the puritans in New England and stuff hanging witches and, uh, and one of them, they have to travel to London in 1977 to stop a punk rock band from, like, ruining England, and, like, they time travel back, and it's all this, the whole episode's all, like, classic punk music from England, it's awesome. It's, so it, it's, wasn't the se-
1: it wasn't the Sex Pistols they were trying to stop, then?
0: No, no, it was They made their own I, band up, but it, it pretty I much was. was. Say, <laughs> I was gonna
1: say, yeah, Sex Pistols fucking overrated, if you want my opinion.
0: But it was Uh, funny. I was thinking, I'm like, oh, this is like, this is like, uh, you know, Shane's back in his time, back in his day.
1: If that was me, I would have fucking destroyed the punk band and the stage i playing on. (laughs) Fuck sakes. Sex Sex Pistols, right? I know, obviously, it was a fictitious band, but just by the sounds of it, it sounds like it could have been based on the Sex Pistols. In my opinion, it
0: was like a little bit of every everything sort of mixed together. You know, the the early punk situation going on over there.
1: I mean, because when punk started in 1976, it was obviously, it was new, it was cutting edge and it scared people, you know, just by the fucking look itself, but, and I was two years old when, um, the first, <laughs> the first punk band to be formed in the UK was The Damned. Um, and they were, the, they were, they are, um, they still hold the record for the first band to release a single out of the punk, out of the punk genre. They were first banned to do it. Um, and then the Sex Pistols took over and everyone's like, for fuck's sake, will you please fuck off? Because the Sex Pistols are just so fucking overrated. And I don't care if anybody argues with me about it. It's fucking true. Everyone fucking thinks the Sex Pistols are overrated. Send
0: your tweets and emails directly to Shane. No one else wants to hear it. <laughs> Bring it on,
1: motherfucker. Send
2: it. Shane your Sex Pistol.
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: oh, you dirty bastards.
0: Oh god So let's see uh, Yeah, Like I mentioned a couple weeks ago I went to uh, Scares of Care weekend I think this was number 6 um, Went down with my buddy Miles We had a great time down there uh, Did a lot of celebrity meeting and stuff Met a large portion of the cast of The Thing Including Wilford Brimley Which was awesome uh, Keith David was there That was great
2: Wilford Brimley uh, was like eyeing up Val when we When we met him
0: I am not surprised. He did look a little creepy. Yeah, he honest. was a little
2: he was a little weird in his his chair.
0: Yeah. Uh <laughs> Joe Joe Paulus was there too. He plays um uh <laughs> Futch fucks in uh in the thing. Uh he was fucking hilarious. We were dying talking to him the whole time. Um Was Windows everybody... there? Yes. Did you meet him? Uh yeah, Windows Thomas Waits, yes. Yeah, he uh, He's probably like one of my favorite people I've ever met. So, a quick story at him because he's so fucking awesome. So, I see him there. I'm talking to him. You know, we're having we're having just like oh, I love the thing, and he's got a bunch of pictures that he took of it. We're flipping through <laughs> like like Polaroids and shit, and then um, we're like, this is great, and like you know, I see he's got stuff from the Warriors out there. I'm like, oh, I forgot he was the guy in the Warriors. So I was talking to him like, oh dude, I just saw this at the movie at a movie theater screening they had. It was amazing. People were dressed up in warriors jackets. It was so good. And he's like, Really? He goes, Oh here and he signs a Warriors one and gives it to me. He goes, That's all that's on the house. And I'm like, Holy shit, this dude's the fucking best.
2: Well, no, uh, when I met him at um Texas Frightmare weekend a couple years back, that was the first time he's done a convention. Yeah. So he was like super happy with everybody, and he was like telling stories with everybody. Oh, yeah. And Keith David was like right next to him, and he yeah, kept, that's... like I think he kept like trying to take pictures on the house with Keith David, <laughs> and Keith David was like not
0: having it. And he was like, because
2: uh... Keith, Keith David, been...
0: he was next to this guy too at the one I yeah. went to. They were kitty corner next to each other.
2: <laughs> He's a great guy.
0: Oh, Keith David was awesome though. He was telling jokes the whole time, and he's got like that just that amazing voice. Like you could hear him across the room. You're like, "That's Keith David over there." Yeah. So he was pretty cool. Jeanette Goldstein from Aliens was there. I had to get an autograph from her. That oh, was fucking wow. great. Um, but yeah, it, it was really good. We had one, we had so many hilarious incidents, but I wanted to bring one up, Mike, because I thought you would find this as amazing. So at, at the weekend they have a dedicated video game room. Oh, so, no. me and Miles, being we love video games, we go in there to hang out, and they've got, like, uh, a small network set up with a bunch of PCs, and Miles and I were playing Brutal Doom, like, just fucking ah. Deathmatch. It was hilarious. We're playing Super Nintendo. They got set up over on one side. They got, like, uh, every, every, like, console you could think of is set up with a TV, and you could play them. And then there's, like, a, a big, you know, 65-inch widescreen TV, and they're hooked up with a Switch playing the new Smash Brothers. Uh-oh. So... Miles and I are, are playing uh, Mega Man X on Super Nintendo, just that we get drunk and we play Mega Man X. It happens. Right. And um, a little kid is is in the room and he's watching us. He goes, "What what is this game? And we're like, oh, yeah, no, it's Mega Man. He's like, wow, this game, can I play it? We're like, yeah, sure, kid. So he's playing it and, and he's actually doing good. We're like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. He goes, hey, would you guys please play Smash Brothers with me? And he's, I'm, I'm going to say he's like seven or eight. So we're like, yeah, of course. So. We go over, we sit down, and there's another guy. I'm going to say he's in his 20s, and he's already playing Smash. And he goes, oh, you guys mm-hmm. want to play? We'll have a little game going. We're like, yeah, sure, whatever. So we sit down, and he leans over. He goes, just so you know, <laughs> I play Smash competitively.
2: Who is this, the, the little kid or the older No, guy?
0: this is the older guy. And okay. so Miles and I are like, oh, oh, all right, dude, whatever the fuck you want. Okay, like, cool guy. <laughs> yeah. He's sitting at the horror convention playing Smash, waiting for waiting for people to beat, we're like, whatever. So we go in there, and, you know, when I play Smash, I play stupid Smash. Like, I'm like, Donkey Kong, just build up a full thing, because all I want to do is just punch somebody with the one super punch, and that's it. Like, that's all right. I'm looking for. Um, and Miles is pretty good at Smash, so we're playing... And the one of my favorite parts is like the little kid that wanted us to play, zero mercy. I have no mercy on children. No, they, you they, you don't. Fuck them. <laughs> they, Get them to they, quit. They think they're good at video games out first first person out every time. <laughs> so we play like uh, what did we play? I want to say we played We played six rounds. And this kid won uh the, the 20-year-old kid won three and Miles won three. But like, it it would always come down to the two of them because me and the other, I'm always just dicking around and a little kid would get knocked out. So like the two of them would go at it and they'd be on and off. And I'm like, all right, let's get out of here. Miles, so we left it at like three, three. And we're like, Hey buddy, good game. Do you want to, you know, go grab a beer at the bar? And he's like, no, like not wow. having it because he got beat by miles like three times. So the every time I see him now, I'm like, "Hey Miles, just so you know, (laughs) like whatever we're doing, we're like going real close." Like (laughs) I play competitively. I I drink (laughs) beers competitively. Like (laughs) that's hilarious. Oh man, we were dying. It was such a it was a good time at that place. Great event. Can't wait for next year. So, but yeah, let's see what else will be going on. I finally built my PC, Mike. Yeah, it looks great. Oh my god, dude. I, like, rock-hard boner for, like, two weeks after building this thing. I'm just like, that's it. It's it's. I've been working on it forever, finally got it done. It's so amazing, and one of the best parts about it, it's literally running right next to the microphone, and you can't hear it. That's why I used to have to turn my other PC off.
2: I'm still, I don't know. I don't know about liquid cooling. It scares me.
0: It. Uh, it, it is scary, and it's... I thought it was, I'm not going to say I thought it was going to be easy, but it was more difficult than I thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, just in terms of making sure you got everything right and you have the right parts and the lengths and all this other stuff, you know, you got to pay attention and really plan out your loop. But I yeah. watched so many videos that I was like, yeah, I could I could do this. You know it's harder than that? Fucking mm. getting the stupid RGB effects to work right. Oh, my the- God. And, I, Mike, all I want is white, <laughs> okay? <laughs> I want I want white. I want everything to just be white lights. When you plug all this shit in and you turn it on without using any of the software, everything is fucking rainbow, blah, blah, yep. blah, 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 like, blowing shit everywhere. So then you got to download all the software to get the shit to work. And, like, the motherboard software doesn't work with the video card, and the video card software won't control stuff on the motherboard, and everything controls the RAM, and they they fight with each other, so you can't have them both installed at the same time. It's fucking annoying. I'm like, I just want white.
2: <laughs> That's but, it. Still looks really nice, though. I'm I'm very jealous. It's very cool, man.
0: It is fun. Uh, so I'm looking forward for Borderlands Three, the new Doom when it comes out. I'm ready.
2: Oh yeah, so you're so you get you're gonna wait then, or are you gonna download Borderlands through uh, call it? Uh, the I epic
0: should, store Through epic store <laughs> i know i should wait till it's i, I forgot how long the wait is till it gets it's gonna be speed. like next year oh
2: i think it's like early I, I forget when it's supposed to hit i think valentine's day of 2020 <sighs> oh my god i think
0: when so I'm, the, i was gonna say what? when does that when does the halo collection come out on pc i thought i was already out no no it's not out yet Really? Yeah, they've been working on it. Yep. Hold up. Fast That
2: uh It says release date is twenty nineteen. Oh thanks.
0: Oh. <laughs> Sometime this year.
2: I don't know, oh. but uh yeah, I'm supposed to be playing that again with Val. That's like it's the Master Chief Collection's like my favorite series. I
0: love, love, love Halo. Well, I, I played the this first one... Halo like six times. The, the new Master Chief Collection, is that what they're calling it again? Because didn't they add two games to it?
2: I believe, don't quote me, but I believe they added uh, ODST. Uh-huh. And I believe they added the new one. I know the new one, all Xbox games are right on Game Pass. so I'm not sure if they just added the new one on Game Pass or not. But I think the Master Chief Collection... Is either ODST... Oh, no, they also added ODST and they added uh, Halo Reach.
0: Oh, Reach, that's the one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never played that. I never played any of them after 3, so... I mean, I, I like them all. Even
2: the newest Halo game, it's, like, not the best story, but it, the gameplay is really fun and the final boss is really fun. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, the, the next Halo game, that's that's a launch title with the, the next Xbox.
0: Mm-hmm so maybe I'll 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 get the Master Chief collection to placate me until Borderlands if I can if I can hold out long enough. Yeah, you'll be alright. The Master Chief collection will take you a while. Yeah. That's a lot of games. Yep. So, all right, boys. Well, we got what's going on. Um want to get into our topic for today? Absolutely. So, I forgot who suggested this. Was it you, Mike? Cuz you yeah, just watched like a week's worth.
2: Yeah, I did uh I'm doing my 365 days of horror and I was like you know, I want to like jump into the anime world of mm-hmm. horror because I'm I'm an anime noob. <coughs> Excuse me. Whoa. I'm an anime <laughs> noob, and um, I don't know. I, I'm pretty ignorant to that like style of like movies and TV shows. Fal's mm-hmm. really into it, and she always tried to get me to watch this and that. And uh, so I, I kind of wanted to like dip my toes in it to try to get used to it a little bit so i watched like six or seven of them in a week and two of the ones i'm going to talk about today are part of
0: the ones that i watched so and did they hook you in are you now an anime guy or
2: um the two that i watched i really and the two ones i i'm talking about today i really enjoyed but uh they're it's not something i could watch all the time i don't think I think I I can't really get into the um I can't explain it I can't really get into the like I'll I'll explain it more when I talk about Wicked City because they normalize things that don't usually are normalized in a lot of other platforms and movies that I watch except porn so
0: (laughs) Like some mm. porn.
2: <laughs> so yeah, that's which just... you're ve- we're very well versed in porn, obviously. <laughs> very, I, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm a seasoned vet, so I'm watching porn right now.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> oh god. All right, so let's start it off. So we're doing animated horror. Um, you want to start, Mike, with one ears?
2: Yeah. Um, I'll start with uh, Wicked City. Mm-hmm. I, I I watched this and it's going to be kind of a struggle for me to talk about because there's a kind of a lot going on in a short amount of time. So uh, back in the old 1987, a movie came out called uh, Wicked City. Um, it's a Japanese like action horror type of movie. It's it's a little more action than horror, but there's a lot of horror aspects, including body horror. It's very body horror oriented, which I really appreciated. So, um, with these two movies, I'm not going to really go into a lot of spoilers, because I would really recommend them, and I really want people just to kind of, like, go out and and watch them. This one's available on Tubi, so anybody could go to Tubi right now and watch it. It's free. Um, but the the real quick plot is, um, of Wicked City, it's, there's this thing called the Black World, and it's an alternate dimension, and it's populated by all these (laughs) demons, um, it, not many humans know about it but um this black world and the human world have maintained like this like kind of balance for like a really long time and uh both sides of them are protected by like this uh this like organization type thing called the black guard and they have like secret agents and they're like they have, they're like bodyguards so there's this um uh, one uh, guy, he's like an electronic salesman, and his name is Taki, I think his name is. So, it starts off with him just like picking up this girl in a bar, and he's he brings her back to his place, and he's just fucking banging her. And they like, this is what I was trying to get at, like, when they, <laughs> at least in this movie and from the anime I have seen, when they do a sex scene, like, this shit's softcore porn. It's like straight oh, yeah. up. And that's not something I'm really used to. And I can't really like, I'm not going to say like get into it because I can't just like, man, you know, this, this is great. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I, I, I don't, it, I'm not going to say it makes me uncomfortable, but it's not something I think they like show more than I need to see. Um, but yeah, he's he's banging this girl, and it turns out she's a succubus, and she takes his his semen. So that happens in like the very like first like five ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, fast forwards to him actually being part of this black guard, and he's assigned to uh, protect this guy uh, Mayart, and Mayart is uh, a two, like a two hundred year old human being, and he's uh, like a one of the peacekeepers and he's going to oversee this this uh treaty so this treaty is about to be renewed between the two worlds and him and this other girl uh what the fuck's her name i can't remember her name i think her name's mackie and so mackie is actually one of the demons uh that are as part of the black guard and (laughs) <laughs> and uh, Taki is the human Blackguard uh, body. So they're they're both trying to protect Mayart until the treaty gets signed. Because when the treaty gets signed, that means there's harmony between the two, uh, two worlds once again. But since that treaty is basically almost up, the demon world doesn't, I mean, kind of hates the human world. So the entire movie, you have these demons trying to kill Mayart and these two bodyguards trying to protect them. But both people, like the Black Guard, since it's humans and demons, they both want everybody in the Black Guard wants harmony. They 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 want peace. But there's these like radical demons that want Mayart dead for obvious reasons. And the whole movie, they are really trying to kill Mayart, and it's it's very cool because there's different kinds of demons, and they really show a lot of uh, uniqueness between each demon, like. um there's this one demon who is like a massage therapist and she's massaging uh, May art in a scene and he's like feeling her up and shit. And he's like feeling her tits and he's like, Oh yeah. And she's like, Oh, you like what you, what you, what you feel. And he's like, yeah. And all of a sudden his hands start like melting into her. And like, she is trying to uh, consume him in a way. And so she's like melting around his body, trying to take his like spirit. So it was it was pretty badass and there's a couple other demons that have like unique like uh looks to them and how they how they act and they all they're all trying to like kill Mehar before this treaty gets signed and it takes a pretty cool turn near, near the end. Um the only thing I didn't really care for was how long it was because I felt like it was way too short. It's only mm-hmm. like an hour and 20 minutes long, but I think it could have been expanded. I know there's another movie called Demon City, and I don't think it's a sequel to this, but I think this movie should have at least gotten a sequel because I think there could have been a lot of cool things they could have done because the artwork is awesome. When I, like when I say body horror, it's it's like gruesome, it's detailed. It, the animation, especially from 1987, it's badass. Oh, so yeah. so it's just it's something I really would recommend like I said go watch it on Tubi it's it's a very fun movie if you can get if you're like into it and you're like um used to the anime like world I'm obviously not so I kind of got taken out of it a little bit when those like sex scenes popped up because there's like a good good amount so that took me out of it but it's something that I want to like slowly get into because I don't want to be ignorant of the fact that you know there's this whole other style of movies being made that I'm you know, I kinda want to get in the mindset of it. So this is a good start for it. Yep. So I would I would really recommend
0: it. Have you have you not watched like I mean, you said you watched some of them? Have you watched like some of the classic animes, like Akira, um, Ninja Scroll? I own Akira. I never watched it. Val oh has, my
2: god. Val has made me watch a couple episodes of Cowboy Bebop. Yep. I've watched
0: Elfen Lead. I've watched uh That was recommended to us on on uh Yeah on some. What the hell? else did i watch I,
2: I i can mean let me see here real quick um those are the like show val made me watch something else like the space guy and i know
0: space some, guy
2: yeah what the hell i wonder if val's on
0: but um, um <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can just bring around uh, um what uh, the heck uh what is it um like one of the gundams or no Oh, it's uh space dandy Oh, I don't know that.
2: It's uh, I actually really liked it. It's it's a pretty badass uh, show. None of these are horror, but um, yeah. I I mean I've I've dabbled in in anime. It's not something I can't really like recommend any anime. Val Val's super into it, but yeah. I mean she was watching a few of these with me, and she enjoyed a lot of them. Um, but some of the other anime movies I watched over that little time period. I watched, uh, I don't know what you're going to talk about, Ryan or Shane, but I watched uh, Dead Space Downfall because I really love Dead Space. I watched Resident yeah. Evil Degeneration. I watched Lily Cat, which was recommended to us by the following
0: <laughs> person. person.
2: And that person is uh, British Gouch. He re- actually recommended... <laughs>
0: he I actually... think that I believe, Mike, that's pronounced Gooch. Is it? <laughs> like your Gooch? I thought Gooch was G-O-O-C-H. How are you going to spell
2: know. Gooch as in couch?
0: I know who this is. I'll take it up with him. <laughs> British Gooch. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I thought Gooch was
1: G-O-U-C-H-E. Gooch.
2: But he doesn't have any, so I thought it was
0: like <laughs> you say, it like couch, couch. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna ask him.
2: <laughs> so British
0: Gooch said, uh,
2: "Demon City, Shinjuku, and Lily Cat are two good ones." So I watched Lily Cat. I'm not gonna talk about it today, unless you guys are.
0: No, no, it's not on my list.
2: Uh, but Lily Cat, like, it kind of c- combines like Alien and The Thing, and I was really gung ho for it, but Ooh. they focused too much on things that it weren't Alien and weren't The Thing, and I didn't really care for it but i did give it a chance val okay. didn't didn't care for it either i watched the dante's inferno um
0: yep yeah so really- i've seen i've seen the dead space there's two dead spaces there's yeah. that that one downfall and aftermath and i've seen uh dante's inferno but literally i barely remember them like this was when they came out you know 10 years ago whenever it was i think it was the last time i saw them
2: yeah, the the Dead Space one is real good because I love Dead Space. They're like those games, I gotta revisit them because I just played them for the first time like two three years ago, and I yeah. like knocked out all three. I'm like, this series is fucking awesome.
0: Side um, series. H- have you ever played the Wii? Uh, there's a Wii. No, Dead Space. but I bought
2: I bought it for Val, so I watched her play it, and it was it was pretty. It was the uh, like first person. What do you call them? Like an arcade type thing.
0: Uh, on rails shooter. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And she yeah she enjoyed it it was it was kind of a cool uh cool game
0: yeah yeah I, I just fired that up a, a little while ago just because I had uh, I was playing around with an emulator and I was like oh I have this I'll see what this was like uh and, and I'm like oh fuck I remember this game it was like I remember, as I started playing it I started rem- remembering the story yeah I'm like, oh that's pretty cool
2: yeah and anyway, the side, the Don- did you
0: are you going to talk about Dante's Inferno no no I didn't put that on there
2: Dante's Inferno is good but. I feel like it's too game oriented. Like, I know it's like, I think it's based off of the video game because oh, yeah. like
0: it, they came out like this almost the same week.
2: Yeah. And it's got good voice acting. Um, you got like Steve Blum in there and shit, but, uh, like it's in the anime, it's trying to emulate the video game too much. Like the boss fights in the anime are like two minutes long, you know? <laughs> and I mean? Yeah. It so it's, the tension's not all there, but yeah, long story short, like I, I enjoy the week long, Animated horror that I did, but I got to I got to have some more recommendations of really good anime.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, well, well, have people send them in. I know I, I'm trying to think if I have any really good ones I watched recently. There, uh, the Netflix Ultraman series is interesting. Hmm. Um, it's like a completely different take. It's a little bit repetitive and then it gets really weird. And I, I think they're going to do a second season of it. So it's not like the full story is completed yet. So that was kind of good. Uh, there's a there's an animated Godzilla trilogy of movies on Netflix. I heard they're and not too good. They're, so, like, the first one plays out like a Godzilla movie where it's, like, 90 minutes of, like, political discussions and shit and then, like, 10 minutes of Godzilla. Oh, God. <laughs> and then, like, the next two get really, really weird and I don't know. I, I did not enjoy them as much as I thought I would. They were okay. They don't, like, sit well in my head. I'm like, it's not really Godzilla. Like, it doesn't... Even though it was made by Toho and stuff, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and there, there's another one. Uh, I think it was it was recommended, but I uh, wasn't going to talk about it. Devil... Uh, no, it hasn't. Devil Man Crybaby is on Netflix. And that's a more traditional anime. It's, it's not like the 3D models that are popular now, where they do, like, it's, you know, a 3D model with cell shading and stuff. Uh, this is, like, more traditionally drawn, and it's new. And... When you talk about having, like, oh, this is, like, that weird, awkward scene where they're just, like, having, like, just crazy amounts of sex and stuff. Yeah. That's what this show is. That you're, like, oh, I'm kind of interested in the story. And and then, you know, your girlfriend walks in the room and it's just an orgy of dicks, like, clashing against each other. And you're, <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why'd you have to walk in right now?
2: <laughs> I think I'm too jaded because I grew up with, like, the Digimon and Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh anime. Yes. And like I'm a <laughs> I'm a big Pokémon fan. So, cuz I ranted about that a few episodes ago. But uh yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm
0: like Do, so you're not going on there looking for <laughs> Ash Ketchum hentai and stuff. <laughs> no. Not yet, but What the hell's a girl's name? I can't remember now. Oh, uh what the uh, fuck? Misty uh, Misty. Yeah, Misty. <laughs> Team Rocket. Yes, That's sir. for it. Yeah. I I mean there's there's a bunch of great animes out there. I complete Akira is one of the best movies ever made. I almost, of... I, I bought the Best Buy steel book of that. I got to yeah. watch it. Regardless of anime, it's one of the best movies made. I love Akira. They're fantastic. Worth worth rewatching multiple times. But all right, I'll do I'll do the next one here. So, as is Always one of my goals is to not just watch all the good stuff and report on it. I sometimes watch things that aren't highly regarded. So one of my choices was Night of the Living Dead reanimated. Not Night of the Living Dead reanimation, which is the one with Jeffrey Combs. Not Night of the Living Dead resurrected. Night of the Living Dead reanimated. This is a... I guess you could technically call it a remake of Night of the Living Dead... They take the soundtrack of the original George Romero film, and the visuals are entirely recreated by a tons of different artists um, to, like, show the scenes happening. So it's all the original soundtrack, and then there'll be, like, you know, one scene will be, uh, you know, one scene will be, like, more of an anime style, and then the next scene will be maybe uh, claymation.
2: Oh, that's cool. That's what Dante's Inferno kinda of did with different animations.
0: So I'm like, oh, that sounds really interesting, but it got really terrible reviews. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> understand why. So I went back and I, I watching it, I would say like sixty to seventy percent of the movie are storyboards where they're not animation. It's just a drawing, and and the voice track is going as the camera slowly pans from left to right. And I'm like, well, that's boring. And then other ones, there's like whole segments where the animation is someone holding a Barbie doll, shaking it around to talk.
2: Oh, my be... God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one one thing that I did th- think was funny. Uh, I can't remember the, what the, hell's the name of it. There's a program Valve put out uh, like 10 years ago or so that you would make movies using Half-Life 2's engine. Do you know what, that, what I'm talking about, Mike?
2: Yeah, I don't think so.
0: Oh, I can't... It was popular way back in the day. They would always always make these... Like, people would make these memes or movies, you know, little GIFs, based, using this animation software. And somebody did that, and they had, like... They would make characters that look like the Night of the Living Dead characters, but it's all, like, you know, 3D, like Half-Life 2-type animation. And he's, like, hitting zombies with a, with a torch, and I'm like, that's kind of interesting and cool as yeah. I'm trying to match up the, the speech. But it is... This was one of the most difficult things I fucking actually made it through watching. It was terrible. (laughs) Oh, so hard to watch. You could find that in various places on the internet. I don't recommend checking it out. And I know it sounds really bad because I'm like ragging on artists. And this was 100%. This was a labor of love. This is fans of night of the living dead, putting work in doing this animation. There was over 100 different art styles in the, in the film And nobody was paid for it. Like, there was the the one guy made this thing, you know, put it all together, reached out to the community and said, hey, this is what I'm doing. Artists, can you contribute something? And they all chipped in and they, you know, I guess put in what they wanted. And it is nearly unwatchable. It's really difficult. Headache inducing. You you absolutely (laughs) get a headache from watching this. So you wouldn't recommend it. I don't. Even though some stuff is, like, really cool, like, there's some good claymation scenes, and you're like, that is awesome, and some good CGI stuff, and there's tiny bits that I'm like, wow, that's really great. And then other ones where it'll be a three-second scene of, of the characters walking from one room to another, and it'll flash through ten different art styles. Oh, God. And your brain is just like, I can't take this. I just can't take it, so... Yeah, maybe maybe avoid that one. Night of the Living Dead reanimated, not so great. Um, Shane, what do you got for us? What'd you watch?
1: I've got, and it's funny because I, I remember watching. I watched this a few weeks back and got into one episode, and I thought, well, yeah, that's really cool, and I'll watch the rest of it later, and never did until today, and that was Love, Death, and Robots, nice. which is um, obviously it's a Netflix series and it's got elements of horror and sci-fi and lots of comedy in there um but it's essentially a collection of 18 shorts all 10 minutes long Um, it's created by tim miller and directed by or co-directed by david fincher so it's got some it has some good uh good references there to um horror genre and all that kind of stuff yep um yeah it's uh it covers varying subjects and all episodes lead to the death of somebody which is um quite entertaining really um so you've got like sunny's edge which is the first episode with um which was the episode you were talking about actually ryan um the one but the um the Fucking uh, the robots, or the demon, the beasts that are controlled by the people.
0: Oh right, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. That one, and then you got the three robots, which is where the three robots go on a sightseeing tour and oh, get. I
0: love, I love that one with the cats. Yeah, that, that's so I think true. that one's hysterical. Yeah, that made me chuckle.
1: Um, then you obviously you got the witness um, woman, free fleas killer through the si- si- streets of the surreal city. Oh
0: yeah, that one was crazy great yeah. animation on that one too
1: yeah and one of my favorite episodes was suits with the farmers and the homemade mech suits defending you know
0: what that one episodes shane like that one brought a tear to my eye yeah like, as it went on i'm like this is like the most heartfelt thing i've watched in like months and it's a fucking like a 10 minute cartoon on netflix yeah <laughs> oh that was brilliant you cared about the characters i love that one too that was a great episode yeah
1: and then you had was it my one of my favorite ones was the um the sucker of souls with the um archaeolog archaeological dig where they unleash um dracula or oh right right yeah the impaler and it turns out he's scared of cats so, um, you know, that, cre- that creased me up because, I mean, there's really brutal death of one of the characters where he basically gets drained and then Drac cuts him in half and then you sort of like, see the skin peel away, the skull peel away, the brain, and then like the skull like hits the floor in two halves and then like the massive splatter of gore and then they're trying to run away and this cat walks in and he's like meow and then Drac is like what the <laughs> <fuck?"> <laughs> And I thought that was, <clears throat> I thought that was hilarious. That really made me chuckle. Um, what else was there? When the yogurt took over, that was quite a good one. That was quite um, that was quite surreal. Um, where America does not bow down to a bowl of yogurt and it takes over. Oh, the
0: yogurt! Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and then beyond the Aquila, Aquila, um, the Aquila, the Aquila Rift, the um, the one of the crew who wake up after light years, um, they go into a stasis and they wake up after light years, um, because there's a malfunction in their, in their ship. And they realise that it's not, (laughs) it's not what it seems. Yeah. That was kind of creepy. That actually freaks me out a little bit with the creature at the end. I was like, "Mm, fuck that. Um, that was kind of freaky. Um, good hunting that was a good episode as well the son of the spirit hunter forges a bond with the shape-shifting huli jing oh that was
0: super anime that one
1: yeah that was the dump was a good episode <laughs> uh, yeah you
0: reminded me of all of these man I, I didn't watch this since, since like whatever it was it came out in like march or something
1: yeah but um yeah the dump was a funny episode um my favorite episode of the whole thing was shape-shifters about the two Marines in Afghanistan who happen to be werewolves.
0: That one was like super dog soldiers.
1: Fuck yeah! And I mean, even they even was it the guy who even calls them dog soldiers. Yep. In the in the thing, and that was really fucking cool. Um, I really enjoyed that. Helping hand was a good episode of the astronaut stranded in space, and she's stranded in orbit. Oh. And, yeah.
0: That, yeah that that one i thought could have been slightly improved yeah and i, I maybe even mentioned this i thought like it would be funny if when she showed up she had no arms or limbs or any of it, like anything <laughs> yeah she's just <laughs>
1: like, but... everything with her fucking nose
0: yeah right that would have been great
1: <laughs> yeah i thought fish night was a bit surreal fish night what's fish that night one? Was the two guys the two salesmen who break down in the desert
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That was a weird one.
1: Yeah, Lucky 13 was fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Because for me, I know it was... I, I honestly couldn't tell if it was actually, like, animation on top of, like, fucking actual people. Yeah. It looked so good. It was so crystal clear. I was like, hang on a minute, is that live action or is that animation? Yeah, you know, I just couldn't make it out, and um, that was so good. Um, Zima Blue was a good episode. That was a bit bizarre. Um, with yeah, the- that was a,
0: that was like a surreal one.
1: Yeah, um, Blind Spot was quite entertaining, but the Cyborg Thieves um, trying to steal the microchip from the high speed heist. Um, Ice Age was pretty cool. That was the one with um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead.
0: Um, oh I didn't realize she was in that
1: yeah um, Secret War which was a good one Um, the elite units of the Red Army fighting on Holy Deep oh that was awesome yeah and then the funniest fucking most hilarious episode of the lot was the alternative histories one (laughs) yeah right they're trying to kill Hitler (laughs) Yeah, variety of comically fantastic ways I fucking roared with laughter at that one. That was I so loved, funny.
0: I loved how each like each time they went back, like it built on each other and it just yeah. kept getting more and more ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was fucking hilarious. I really loved that. And you know, I've just found out they're doing a season two as well, which is good. Oh be-
0: really? I didn't know yeah. that.
1: Yeah, it's um season two it will be out next year. Okay, cool. So that'll be really fucking cool.
0: Uh, yeah, I like that
1: show. Yeah, but season one, it was I just thought it was really unique. It was interesting. Um, it covered a lot of bases, especially when it came to horror. Um, there were lots of elements thrown in there as well. And I I just really enjoyed it. And like I say, I mean, the whole idea I watched a couple of things earlier this week and I've completely forgotten what I watched this week because I thought this was so fucking fantastic. <laughs> <was> so unique. <laughs> It's like, oh, hang on a minute. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, right, I'm talking Love, Death, and Robot, but what were the other things I watched this week? Gone. Completely gone. Um, <laughs> which is uh, pretty fucking funny, but I really enjoyed this because I literally binged every episode today. So that was that was cool. I enjoyed that a lot.
0: Awesome. Mike, have you seen Love, Death, and Robots? No, they all loved it, but I didn't get a chance to watch it yet i i think i think you would enjoy it there's like well there's so much variety in it that you can't help but find something that you'll like Mm
1: -hmm. because each episode is between seven and 15 minutes long actually goes by really really quickly which is great i think um yeah and you can get lesbian sex in there mike so you would be happy i need dick in mine i need dick
0: there's plenty. I think there's a couple dick scenes in there.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, there is one with the um, the werewolf brothers or the werewolf yep. thing. Yep.
0: There you go. <laughs> so you're all covered. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I like that show, Shane. It is it is great, uh, and it's the variety and like it like some of it like sticks with you so much. Like that one that where they're in the robot suits fighting off the aliens. Oh my god. Yeah. I one, I want to play that video game. Like I want that to be a game and to play it. And two, like the the amount of character building done in that like little ten minute segment is yeah. so amazing. It's like fantastic.
1: See I wanna I wanna I wanna get that on Blu ray because that would be fantastic just to get it on Blu ray. Mm. Um and just to have just like all of those episodes so you can watch them back to back. It's all good and well watching them on Netflix, but because my sofa is really uncomfortable and my monitor is quite small, yes. I'm sitting there. <laughs> it's small to me. I've got like a 22-inch monitor and it, it, to me it seems quite small, but you know, my sofa getting really uncomfortable and I might have to buy a new one very soon. But it's just... I was sitting there on my sofa earlier on today and it was like having to manoeuvre the fucking PC monitor just so I could watch it in comfort without it blacking out or blurring out on the screens. That was kind of irritating. But, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd happily watch this again, actually. I really would, because I was just really impressed with this. And I don't get impressed with anime that much, because I'm, really mass- I'm not really a massive fan of it.
0: Well, I, w- I would say this is limited on the anime. There's probably only, like, three episodes that are really anime-like, and a yeah. lot of it's, like, traditional American-style animation. That's, like, even, like, some of them it's, like, Pixar, which is weird to say, but it is. It's, it's more like Pixar than anything else. That one That's with like, the cats and, and the robots, that one's like, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I mean, that episode, Lucky 13, I literally, I was just watching, I was thinking, this is live action. It has to be. like with yeah. the, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I was actually watching an, anime, an animated piece because it just looked, just the facial expressions and everything just looked so fucking real. I couldn't believe it. And then when I got to the end of it, I was like, wow. You know, I actually said to myself, is this anime or is this is this reality? You know, that kind of <laughs> shit. I was like, fuck. That's so good. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Great. So um what was your second pick there, Mike? What do you want to talk about?
2: Um I watched a movie called Perfect Blue.
0: Nice, I watched this one.
2: Good. Um Yeah, so Perfect Blue was directed by Satoshi Khan. Uh, back in 1997 and uh, he's got a lot of movies that I've never seen but are rated really high uh, paprika millennium actress Tokyo Godfathers they're they're all rated pretty good um, and I, I know why because I enjoyed this movie immensely um, so um, the long story short of it is this girl named Mima she's in like a, a like a pop band like a pop group And I think they're called Cham. And Mm -hmm. uh, in the beginning of the movie, she decides to leave because she wants to become an actress. So she wants to go from music to movies. So um, she she does this, and a lot of her fans aren't really too happy about that. Um, But she she's like she she gets a a computer for the first time because it's 1997, and she gets the internet. And she uh, stumbles upon a website that's dedicated to her. And um, she's like looking at, she's looking at this website that's all about her and like all the things she does. And even if she goes to the store and picks out uh, a cucumber or something, it says it in the website. So she clearly has a stalker. but since she doesn't understand the internet or anything, she doesn't really put two and two together too well. So um, I think that website's called uh, Mima's Room, and mm-hmm. it's 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 really odd that she's going through this, and she sees all the things that she does on a daily basis. Even even to if she gets off the train, what what foot she steps on first, or left or right foot. Um, she also then gets a fax calling her a traitor because her stalker likes the group so much. She you know she doesn't think. I, she, she looks at this and she kind of doesn't shrug it off, but she's she can't really talk about it to anybody. Um, she does eventually go to her um, management about it, but they kind of say, hey, listen, that's kind of part of the deal. So her uh, next movie, one of her next movies, she gets a larger part, but it's in a strip club and she gets raped in the movie. Um, she gets traumatized from it. And reality starts to lose her a little bit or she starts to lose reality a little bit. So she goes like days without knowing what she's done and she'll look down and she'll she's realized she she ate but she doesn't remember and everything's starting to really get to her. She goes on the websites more and her manager keeps telling her it's like think nothing of it, don't worry about it. And unlike most movies, you know who the stalker is because they kind of cut to him a lot, and he's got this weird-looking stalkerish face.
0: It's so gross.
2: Yeah, it's just, like, it's nasty. And uh, you see him, like, typing there, and he's sitting there, and he's typing up, and he's the one behind the website, obviously. So uh, as the movie goes on, she gets more and more disoriented until, you know, the climax hits. And I'm not going to say because... I honestly wasn't expecting it.
0: Oh, really?
2: Yeah, I wasn't expecting it at all. And I think that's why I like this so much, because, like I said, and I'm going to keep repeating myself, I'm super ignorant when it comes to anime. So I guess I didn't really expect myself to enjoy this as much. I'm not saying I was going to bash on it in my head from the start, but I, I, I genuinely thought this was a great movie. I thought this was fantastic. And from what happened like in the climax i wasn't sure if it was really happening or not so that whole conclusion was very satisfying and i ended up really really enjoying this the voice acting is all fantastic the animations beautiful um it's just an overall i i loved that i thought it was great
0: yeah, I watched it for the first time uh, this week as well, and I've had this for a long time. It's one of those movies that, like, I've heard people talk about forever, and like, oh, you gotta see Perfect Blue, and uh, and admittedly, uh, slightly hesitant, because, simply because of the, like, not that there's, like, a lot of sex in this movie, there is some. There's, like, you know, sexual scenes and stuff, but I was like, I don't want a hentai movie, like, I just... I yeah. just don't want tentacle porn, which was recommended to us, by the way. Some <laughs> guy's are like, oh, you got to check this one out. And I'm like, oh, what's that one? I look it up on IMDb, and it's complete tentacle porn. And I'm like, that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, that. But that
2: anyway. the rape scene in this, I think as graphic as it was, I thought it was done really well. Because yeah. like, they're filming that rape scene, and in between scenes they show her and the actor that's on top of her. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. He's like, do you want me to do this or do you want me to do this? And she's like, oh, no, that's fine. And it's kind of cool, like, the little mini banter they have for the few seconds in between takes. It gave it a lot more realistic feel to it.
0: Right. It lets you know that, like, no, we're at this. This isn't, like, some psychological thing she's going through. Yeah. You know, in terms of a dream or anything, because there's, like, those weird dream sequences, and she gets lost, and she sees herself and reflections and stuff. Like, right. there's all kinds of, like, psychological stuff going on. And they were like, no, this is actor filming this. This is a- at a set. There's- they're actors. I thought what was really interesting, so I got the Blu-ray here, Mike. And on the back, there's just one little little segment they have on here. It says, the debut film from director Satoshi Khan. Uh, has frequently been hailed as one of the most important animated films of all time, an intense psychological thriller for the social media era. And that is absolutely true. Oh, yeah. But can you... Like, this was done in the mid-90s. Social media wasn't a thing until, like, 2005. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. And And it fits so well even in, you know, this timeline. I mean, other than... Oh, I've gotta go out and buy a computer. What's this? The keyboard? Like Yeah.
2: And they like they certainly have those kind of scenes in there. But they like, man, I, I obviously I don't want to say a lot, but like some of the editing in this movie is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Like it... you go from her acting to her in real life, and after a while I was looking at Val, I'm like, I don't know which is which. And it wasn't I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. I'm saying that it was it was like I felt like what she was going through, like she didn't understand if this was real life or her in the movie. And I thought that was brilliant.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And watching this, I got a lot of Italian influence. Like it was very Giallo. Yeah.
2: Val mentioned that, too. She totally did. That's cool that you mentioned it.
0: And, and I was, I'm like, Jesus, this is just like a giallo. Like it's, it's got like weird psychedelic stuff, but at the same time it's grounded. And there's like, a there's a killer and you're like, who's doing it? And I don't really know. And you know, I, I, yeah, I, again, yeah, I won't spoil, you know, the ending or anything for anybody who hasn't seen this, but it, this is the one movie of like all the ones that I had watched that like blew me away that yeah. I was like, holy shit, this was really good. And I, it made me want to go back and watch it again. You know, once you see the ending, you're like, oh, now I want to go back and yeah. see if I can pick up on little tidbits throughout it. But, but again, I did see, uh, not that I saw the ending coming, but I figured out who was behind it um, earlier than I think the filmmakers, not that they wanted to, but I was like, oh, well, if this is happening, then it's this person who's the who's the stalker killer. Like, yeah. I don't know, yeah. Uh, it's got twists and turns in it, but I did, I did see the ending coming, but it was still great. Still a great ride going through it. And the animation is 100% gorgeous.
2: Yeah, it's great. And
0: and what I really like about this movie is that there's no, it's not like robots or, or giant monsters or, you know, like it's not supernatural stuff. It's all just humans talking and, and it, works so well. It's like just being an animated movie that's sort of restrained. Like they could do anything they want. They could make it you know, as crazy as they wanted to. Uh but they, I I feel like the director held himself back and made it, you know, just like a regular movie. Like you could watch this as a normal movie. It's so good. So, yeah, that was that was a great one, Mike. Yeah. Uh let's see here. What do I got next? I watched Soul Station. Oh. Um
1: yeah.
0: So I hadn't seen this one before. Uh, this is a Korean film. It is a prequel to Train to Busan, yep. uh, which everybody loves. I think it's sort of like universally praised.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, it, the Seoul Station was directed the uh, same as Train to Busan by uh, Sang Ho Yun, which I probably pronounced terribly, but there it is. Uh, and it sort of tells an earlier set of events. Uh, than train. I don't know if it's a day or two before train happens, uh, but the entire the entire film is uh, on the, in the city of Seoul, and uh, it mostly follows a woman who's a prostitute, her boyfriend, her father. Uh, they get separated, and it's a few groups of people surviving a zombie apocalypse that's that started up. Um, if you've seen. Trained to Busan, you sort of know not necessarily what to expect, but you know what kind of movie it's going to be. Uh, it just it's it's from the very be- from the beginning until the end, it is non-stop fucking. You think they're going to get a moment to breathe, and then not a second later, there's another storm of zombies coming to ruin their day. Um, it is constant. There are no breaks in this movie that you're like, oh, things are going to calm down. It's just insane from the beginning to the end. I really, really like this one. It's got a lot of, a lot of back and forth where you think, oh, this person's a good guy, and this is a bad guy, and then you're like, wait a second, oh no, that's not the situation at all. Turns out this guy's actually a creep, and this guy is a fucking psychopath. Um, the animation is pretty good. It's it's like I described before. It's 3D animated with cell shading or skins over the 3D models, so it, it lends a lot of motion and everything looks really good, but at times you notice a lot of repetition, especially the character models. Yeah, Like if you watch the zombies, there's one scene, there were three of the same zombie attacking one guy. And I'm like, that's, that's inexcusable. Did no one watch this? It'd be like all three of these zombies are wearing the same shirt and pants and have the same face. Like, can we change it up and put a different one in? Um, but uh, other than that, I really liked it. Um, you know, it's not super, super gory, but it's intense, and it it gets you going, it's one of the better zombie films I've seen in a long time, uh, I guess that's, you know, something pretty positive to say about it, but it doesn't have a ton to do with Train to Busan, I don't even, I didn't really even pick up any connections, if there was any, between characters or anything, I'm, I'm not even sure that there was, but it was definitely worth watching, I'd say, uh, Anybody should check it out. If you liked Train, this one's definitely a go-to. You've Sweet. seen this
1: one, Shane? I have, yeah. Um, I it was a while, while back when I watched this one. Actually, it's well, I think it would have been about two years ago. It yeah, it came but, out.
0: It came out with Train to Busan. I didn't see it until just yeah.
1: Because I mean, I was what was it? It was two years ago when I saw Train to Busan for the first time, um, and it was after I bought it on Blu-ray. I caught wind of Soul station and, um, <clears throat> yeah, I watched it. It was okay. Um, and I agree with you. Some of the repetition scenes were a bit unnecessary, but, uh, it was this one I thought was more story driven. Um, it was definitely had, had some good, um, good aspects to it. But, uh, I mean, I don't really remember the end cause I mean I only saw it the once, but, um, from what I can remember, I mean, there was no, wasn't no, was really any kind of connection to Train Trader Besson other than the fact that it was written by the same guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was all right. How about you, Mike? Did you see
0: this one?
2: No, I didn't. I was going to watch it during my animation week, but I couldn't find how to watch it. Besides, I like, could, physically.
0: I could send you a link. There's uh, there's what I found. Because, <laughs> okay. again, I, I ran into the same problem. I was like, why isn't this anywhere? And then I'm like, oh. Here it is, but yeah, it's it's absolutely worth checking out. Uh, okay, so uh, what else do you guys have? Any other uh, films you wanted to talk about, or anything like that in the horror animated horror world? Well, no, I did.
1: no, I did, but I kind of, I mean, I was just like so enamored by Love ro- Love Death and Robots, I just can't think of anything else. So
0: um, hmm. there was one I watched this week. It was real quick. Uh, Blood, the last vampire. Uh came out in 2000, uh, and it's about a uh, a Japanese girl that, uh, she's a, maybe she's Japanese-American, um, that kills vampires for the American government. Uh, she goes undercover as a schoolgirl, flush out the vampires, and dispatches them at school. That's
1: pretty uh, neat. It's, yeah, I've, yeah, I've got a live-action version of that.
0: There is a live-action version of that. I hear it's terribly rated. This, <laughs> the animated is rated much higher. Crazy yeah. thing about the animated one, literally it's 48 minutes. So it's under an hour, in and out, but it is fucking great. It takes place all in one day, and it's a series of her going around hunting vampires. And there's like a chubby nurse that gets involved and is being dragged along on the adventure. It's pretty good. It's pretty gory. It's real quick and it's 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 nice. It's both English and Japanese, so it's not one or the other. You don't get a choice of voice tracks. Um so at times she's speaking Japanese to Japanese people and then she's speaking English to the Americans. So it's it's kind of cool. Um I liked this one a lot especially because it was super short, but almost like a you know, at that point it's like a short film.
1: Yeah. I think, I think the live action version was about an hour and a half. Um and it's got colin salmon in it who was more known for playing one that, one of the um um army dudes in resident evil mm-hmm. he was the guy who got cubed oh sure okay yeah him but yeah he's in it he plays he plays a vampire in it adds oddly enough um I I think I I bought it because it was really fucking cheap. You know, obviously we have, (laughs) that's a, that's a reason to buy anything. Yeah. Well, we've got, obviously we've got Poundland, and they occasionally have blu rays in there, um, for like a pound. And I'm like, well, holy shit. Let's have a look and see what they've got. And I think I picked that up and, um, was a attack of the werewolf, which is like some kind of Spanish comedy horror about werewolves, which is actually when I watched it, it is actually quite funny. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh yeah, I picked I picked a few films up the other day actually at Poundland. funnily enough on Blu-ray. I was like, wow, I'll have that and that and that. So that's kinda of cool. Um but yeah, it's been a while since I watched it. I might have to rewatch it again and then remember why I stopped watching it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking of picking up the, the live action just to see how it is, but I don't know. Maybe I, I don't t- want to tarnish t- my image of it.
1: I could send you my copy once I've watched it again. Ah, that's all right. I'll be more than happy to send you my copy, Ryan. You know, just to pay back for all the really shit movies that you sent me. Uh, out.
0: That's not how it's supposed to work, Shane. I'm supposed to send you shit
1: movies. Yeah, but I can fucking send shit movies back as well. All right. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Uh, So, yeah, let's see here. We got a bunch of write-ins. I posted a uh, thing on the UHM Horror Fans group on Facebook, and we got a ton of responses. Um what do we got here? Val recommended Perfect Blue. Of course she did. Uh, Craig Larson, The Haunted World of El Superbisto, which I have not watched yet. Rob Zombie's animated movie. It
1: sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, had it. I had it and then gave it away. It's, it's oh, fucking no.
2: garbage. No offense, Craig, but that movie's fucking, oh, it's terrible.
0: But, uh, when we do a Rob Zombie episode, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> we're not. Oh, we're going to do a Rob Zombie episode. <laughs> it's just going
2: to be me bitching for like two hours.
0: Mike, come on. Three from Hell's coming out, buddy.
2: Although, the new wax work for uh, Devil's Rejects and House of Thousand Corpses, those are gorgeous.
1: They do look nice. I'm not going to buy them, but they do look
2: nice. I'm
0: not going to buy them. Uh, Let's see. Stephen Joseph uh, commented, Legend of Overfiend, which is just it's supposedly the godfather of hentai tentacle porn. And I'm like... I, I looked it up because I'm like, oh, this okay, maybe this is interesting. And then as soon as I Googled it, it came up and it was like top ten hentai movies. And I'm like, ah, nah. <laughs> uh, we got a few about here. Dead Space was was asked. Uh, Johnny Barrett says Castlevania, Resident Evil, Love, Death, and Robots, Heavy Metal, Vampire, Hunter D, which I think I've seen, but I don't remember. Yeah, Frank so recommended to that too. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be good. Uh you know what's another one I watched, uh not that I watched recently, but I watched like in the past that was really good was Helsing or Helsing Ultimate. Hmm. Uh, that one's kinda cool. It's like a vampire hunter one.
1: Yeah, there was also a Van Helsing um anime based off the film. I think Oh really? I didn't know yeah, that. With Hugh Jackman? Yeah. It was Hugh Jackman chasing um Dr. Jekyll around London.
0: Huh, I don't think I've seen that. I did. There was a Riddick animated movie
1: that was pretty good. Yeah, Dark Fury.
0: Yes. Yes, yeah. that's, that's it.
1: You sent that to me, Ryan. Did I? Yes.
0: <laughs> was it good, Shane? Yeah, it is. All right. So I got one one on there. Uh, Connor Blackman recommended City of Rot. Uh, I watched a trailer for it and said, I, "This looks terrible." Yeah,
2: I heard there's really <laughs> bad things about that because I was going to watch that. It just it got really bad reviews, so.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Dead Space Downfall. Uh, Amy recommend- recommended uh, something I've never heard of. Jan Svamaj- Svank Badger's work? Don't know. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Amy. <laughs> uh, Darren recommended Devilman all day. Uh, I don't know if he's talking about the one on Netflix, the one I mentioned that's like super porno and really weird, or if he's talking about there was a you know original series back in the 70s. I've also seen a live action version of Devil Man, which is odd. Uh Dave Phillips recommends Peppa Pig. <laughs> Fucking comedian. <laughs> oh God, let's see on here. Somebody said the nun. Uh I don't know, is that a joke or <laughs> Fears of the Dark got brought up a couple times. I was
2: gonna watch that too. I heard that was good.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, let's see, Jasper Shaw says, "Legend of Overfiend again, Wicked City, and High School of the Dead." I did watch High School of the Dead back in the day, and it was oh wasn't yeah,
2: that no, it was just a bunch of big titty broads running around.
0: Yes, there was a whole bunch of big titty broads running around. That's, you just <laughs> described the entire show, Mike. <laughs> so you are experienced in anime. <laughs> I guess I
1: am. <laughs> oh, uh, I, but I'm sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's more out there. Uh, so yeah there's a lot of good stuff I think I, I we barely scratched the surface on this as I was watching I'm like oh my god we could do like two or three episodes on this shit so maybe we'll have to revisit it again sometime yeah <laughs> so I guess that just about wraps it up fellas uh, I wanted to thank everybody for listening thank you guys for coming on and watching some of this nonsense and if you want to get a hold of us our Gmail, which reminds me, I did get a letter or two. Uh, let's see on here. I got a letter from a James Schweitzer. And he was emailing us about our um, Rudger Hauer series that we did. And he said oh. his favorite movie of his that we did not talk about, The Blood of Heroes, 1989, sci-fi, sport, so I have not seen this, but if it's some weird sci-fi sports film, that's all That's all his email says. <laughs> sci-fi is sport. What's it called? Blood of Heroes? Blood of Heroes, 1989. Rucker Hauer.
2: Let's see. In a future where most of mankind and technology is wiped out, six people travel from place to place playing a brutal form of football with a dog skull. They hope one day to play <laughs> in the league in a city. And it's IMDb. It says action, sci-fi, and sport. It's got Vincent
0: D'Onofrio in it.
2: Yeah, it's it's on Prime Video, too. I'm going to watch that. Because oh, that, oh, yeah. that poster <laughs> is badass looking.
0: <laughs> Joan Chen. Why does that name sound familiar? Oh, Joan she's Chen. Oh, she loads.
1: Vincent well, she was in Judge Dredd.
0: Deadly Ground. A <laughs> Steven Seagal movie. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Well... You sold us on this. Yeah, James. that sounds cool. Congratulations. You sold
1: those <laughs> two, not me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, that's funny. And let's see what else we get here. Our, our good buddy Brandon Hay emailed us um asking us again about our Friday the thirteenth redo. Oh, we gotta do it. Next episode. Come on. No, next Why episode. Not? Oh, so much, Mike. Oh no. We gotta do is coming up. We gotta do it. I know October's coming up. You're right; it is. It's sooner than we think. Oh, no. um, oh. <laughs> We'll have to see. I don't know. We'll ha- we'll have to discuss what we're doing at it. What do you think we're going to do? Multiple multiple guests, or are we just going to do ourselves?
2: I think we should just do ourselves. That's a lot of movies, and it would take All fucking right.
0: forever. That's true. All right. Well, Brandon, you may be getting your wish sooner than you think. <laughs> son of a bitch!
1: Fox sakes! <laughs> <laughs>
0: He also says, and I'll just read this because he seems like such a nice guy. He says, "Your banter is awesome, and really, your podcast is my favorite for horror."
1: <sighs> oh, you
0: really need to release more on a consistent schedule. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> that's very true. He one hundred percent nailed it. Absolutely, you're right. I appreciate. I appreciate the comments, Brandon. Thank you very much. We'll work on it. <laughs> It's tough, man. It sucks. It's awful. Work. Work is the worst, right? Uh-huh. So, all right. So yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, you want to reach us on Gmail? All you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. I will respond, and I will probably read your email. <laughs> Depends if it's good enough or not. Uh, Facebook group. All you need is blood. The Instagram account. All you need is blood podcast. And uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can catch me on Twitter at Ryan Tutelo, and on Instagram, all you need Ryan. Uh, Mike, what do you got?
2: Well, I did want to mention one thing before we yep. we go. So the last like four years, I've been going to this twenty-four hour uh, horror movie marathon in Chicago called The Massacre. Um, so, like, yeah, it's it's twenty-four hours in a the movie theater. You can come and go as you please. Um, it's a badass time. It's awesome. They always have great movies to show. Uh, this year, if you're in Chicago, it's at the end of September, it's September twenty eighth to uh, September twenty ninth, noon to noon. Um, doors open at eleven. Uh, they have uh, uh, the Body Snatcher with Boris Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi. Nice. They have the original Tales from the Crypt from nineteen seventy two. They have Ooh. Alice, Sweet Alice, being played. With mm-hmm. with the director being there in person. And you can get a free autograph and picture with him. Kujo um, is being played with the director. He's going to be there as well with free autograph and picture. Uh, the Fog. The Beyond. The Hunger. Uh, Next of Kin. Death Spa. And some Russian movie that's like never been played before. Oh called... my god. I would love
0: to see Death Spa in a fucking big screen.
2: <laughs> so some Russian movie called Vi. V-I-Y. I don't even know what that's oh. how you say it.
0: Uh, v, I think it is. And I've it's heard called
2: of that. V? Yeah, it's rarely yeah. Is it, screened.
0: Isn't that like a Criterion film, too? I'm not sure. I think it might be. I know I've looked into that. I've seen that before. I mean, not seen the movie, but I've seen that name before. I think it might be a Criterion Collection one.
2: So you have all those movies, plus those uh, two people going to be there. You have, there's tons of vendors. Like you, The the whole movie theater is like packed because... They have uh, vendors from Tear in the Isles, uh, Real Art uh, uh, Time Warp Collectibles, Brick-A-Brack Records They have all this horror shit that you will like spend a lot of money on. Um, tickets are 30 bucks, and it says $35 at the door, but that's not going to last because last year they sold out and now they've only got like under 50 tickets left. So I don't know when you're going to
0: release this, Ryan. I'm going to but... do it quick. We're going to get on it. <laughs>
2: But yeah, uh, hopefully they're not uh, not sold out, but before people can buy them, there's also uh, uh, charity auctions, the auction off stuff for charity, there's free posters. And between movies, they show vintage trailers and short films as well from people. So it's it's an awesome time. End of September, September 28th, at the Davis Theater in Chicago.
0: Awesome. uh, While you're mentioning things that are happening, uh, I'm going to go to the CT Horror Fest, which is in Naugatuck, Connecticut, September 14th. One day, a ton of great guests are going to be there Uh, Tobin Bell, Shawnee Smith, Sean Patrick Flannery, Danielle Harris. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Don Shanks, who's a Michael Myers, David Naughton from American Werewolf in London, Doug Doug Bradley, uh, some of the other Cenobites. Simone Bradford, Nicholas Vince, Barbie Wild, uh, Lou David, who played Cropsy in The Burning. Like, that's crazy. That's awesome. I've never awesome. seen him come around. So, there's a bunch of good people going there. Um, I'll be there, because it's awesome, and it's in Connecticut, and it's pretty close to my house, so, fuck yes.
1: So. The only thing I'm going to be doing, um, of any note, is, I will be going to the It double, double feature, um, Ooh. on the 5th of September, I'll be going to see It Chapter 1. Um, and at midnight, we get the screening, premiere screening of It Chapter 2.
0: That sounds awesome, actually.
1: I'm really looking forward to it. That
2: sounds really cool.
1: I'm not going to be um, getting home till about 4 in the morning. But um, it's going to be so fucking worth it. So no one will be able to get a hold of me during the day because I will be sleeping. Um, but basically it starts at 9 p.m um in norwich it will start at 9 p.m so we get the first movie um which i'm gonna love again seeing again on the big screen because that'll be amazing and then going to see uh, seeing chapter two which apparently starts at midnight um which i'm really excited for and uh the funny thing is I've already planned to go and see it with a couple of friends on opening night as well. So we will be seeing it twice in the same day.
0: Oh, uh, my God, Shane. You're going to be wrecked.
1: Oh, dude. <laughs> that's, that's, this is nothing. Come on. <laughs> all, in the na- all in the name for the podcast, you'll get a fresh review. Well,
0: I guess that means I have to go see it then, too.
1: Yeah, you been- <laughs> Yeah. All right. But I'll be seeing it before every other one, everybody else.
0: Damn, Greenwich. Meantime, screwing me up.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm really looking forward to it though, because I mean, I saw the trailer for it again a few days back, and I just got really excited about it. Mm. And they've now started doing the TV spots in the UK, so they're building, they're amping it up. And every time it comes on, I'm like, oh, hello. Nice. Yeah. So it's just getting me more excited. And uh,
0: you, you mentioning Double Feature just reminded me of one quick thing. I, I went to see Sleepaway Camp uh, and Friday the 13th in a Double Feature a couple weeks ago. Right. Maybe it was last week. And before the movie started, they were starting with Sleepaway Camp. Uh, the guy that runs these, Larry, he gets up and goes, Okay, everybody. He goes, well, who's, who's first time coming here to one of these double screenings? A bunch of hands raise up. He goes, Okay. He goes, Is this anyone's first time seeing Sleepaway Camp? And like at least 50 hands go up. What? And he goes, he goes, oh my God, he gets excited like like a little kid. He goes, oh my God, oh my God, nobody tell them. Nobody tell them. He's like, this is gonna be great. <laughs> Super <laughs> amped up for the end of sleepaway camp. <laughs> <laughs> and it was an absolute blast. I laughed my ass off at that. Maybe more than anything that I have laughed at in fucking six, seven months. It was great. <laughs> but uh, Quick story, that's it. So boys, let's get some contact information out here, huh? Let's wrap this shit up.
1: Well, right, well you've done yours. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, well, we got yours out of the way. Yeah. That only
0: leaves two then. <laughs> oh, that was funny.
2: Um I did the uh, Instagram account, all you need uh all you need is blood podcast. <laughs>
0: <And the spin. laughs> I almost just spit beer all over my microphone.
2: Yeah, all you need is blood <laughs> podcast. Um, I try to update when I can. I used to do it more, but I've started running out of things to <laughs> to show.
0: It's um, mostly just dick pics now.
2: Yeah, it's only dick pics, and it's not an impressive dick pics. They're my dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> so follow us there. Always oh, uh, just
1: do nipple pics, though, Mike. <laughs> in the
2: same picture, my nipples go down a little bit. Uh, yeah, so
1: if Sweet you comment on,
2: <laughs> if you comment a picture on there, I'll read it on the episode and make you make you famous for the five people who listen to us, just like the Gooch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you make him sound like a wrestler, you know? British <laughs> Gooch. Yeah, uh, I'm on the Facebook group. Uh, I'm on the UHM forum. And I have my own personal Instagram account as well called Whittemore with a zero at the end. So you
1: know I'm serious about it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Let me see. Yeah, you'll find me on the All You Need Is Blood Facebook group. The UHM group when I can be bothered to post on there, which isn't very much. Um, You can find me on Instagram as roboginge 74 which, for some reason, people keep calling me Rob. And my <laughs> name is not Rob. Robo Ginge. You look like a Rob. Robo Ginge, as in Robo Cop, but without the cop, it's Ginge. Um, which, funny story, was Ed basically told. I said to Ed, I was getting told up to go Christmas shopping, and he just started calling me Robo Ginge. I was like, okay, that's I can live with that. So I changed my Instagram name from Dead Cell Society to Robo Ginge74 i into it. Uh, yeah. And you can also find me on um the Twitters under the name of Dead Cell Society. Um and that's about it, really.
0: Alright. Well I feel like that was a solid one, boys. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for everybody for listening. Yeah, it was good fun. Uh, yeah. I guess I'll just say bye for now.
1: Peace. Later.